Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hello, hello. Hello, Mohanad, and Bernie is here. Hello and happy Thanksgiving or belated Thanksgiving. Not the nah. Columbus one, the other one. <laughs> What's the other one? <laughs> I don't know. Did, we killed some people too. Did well, they killed some people too, right? Like in this one, Did that happened. It, it's it's. It feels even more awkward in Canada because we've got Orange Shirt Day and National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, and then like a week later we've got Thanksgiving. It's a bit mental. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know the story of Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, which is a very Canadian thing to do, not to know the history of stuff. So, I might I have just to assume it it's like American Thanksgiving, but at a different time. Yeah, with different rules. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm thankful for the football. Manid, what about you? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I'm thankful for. I mean, I'm thankful for our football, Arsenal's football. Yes, that's for sure. And I'm thankful. Yeah, well, uh, I'm thankful for our, our Lord and Savior Mikel Arteta, uh, for uh, putting food on this table. And I mean. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shake and bake, baby. It would be funny to see a whole Emirates stadium before kickoff just going rubber dub dub. Thanks for the grub. Just sixty thousand people. Well, I mean, it's not far it, off from do 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 saliva. <laughs> I was gonna say it would be it would be probably your best chant at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, they. I mean, they. You know, in in the imagery, they thought God was an old man with a long beard or whatever. It turns out he's a slick metrosexual with perfect hair and eyebrows, and really tight pants. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 it's a it's a really fine line between nice butt but extra tight pants. Like it was like Arteta's really flirting with that line because you know he's still young, working out with all with with all the players almost every day, but he yep. also wears super tight like Zara pants. I think we can say he's got a nice bum. I'm not I'm not ready to go there yet. I'm not ready to go there. <laughs> but Bernie needs more evidence. <laughs> Like, let like, me watch it was the too early videos. in the season. <laughs> yeah, judge this, it in May. It's not squeaky bum time yet, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring out the Lululemons, and we'll see. <laughs> anyway, we uh, always, do you we, realize how we always go into fashion? We always go into fashion. It always starts with some manager in their dress code. Always. Well, look, there's only so much you can say about football. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, Seven years later, yeah. yeah. Listen, well, if you want to talk about fashion... You got to talk about Potter at this at this point. Yes, sir. That man is doing a madness. <laughs> yep, he's doing the all black thing, but not in the way that Simeone does it, where where he looks like he's trying to be in like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. Like Potter looks genuinely class. Yeah, that turtleneck works for him. I didn't expect it to. Also, do you notice a good haircut changes a man? Because he that floppy haircut that he used to have he got rid of it and now he's got the modern like i don't even know what to call it but he's got that he's just got a better haircut yeah, yeah. bro he looks so different rumor is cucarella doesn't even recognize him like, who is this guy <laughs> but you know his fit like that that black suit with a very thin tie you know who that reminds me of roberto di matteo that was his look hmm. Like hmm. even if you if you go to, to Wikipedia and write list of Chelsea managers, there's a picture of Roberto Di Matteo. He's wearing that kit. 
Like it's exactly. Presumably you have to scroll down for about 25 minutes. Surprisingly, it's the photo used on the page. (laughs) (laughs) So it just reminded me of him. He used to be the guy that always wore the black suit with a very skinny um, black tie. So yeah, maybe he'll win the Champions League. Honestly, I would not bet against it at this point. Chelsea look very good. Why don't we start there? Chelsea have beaten Milan for the second time in a week. First time at first, it was 3-0 at home, 2-0 away. Uh, Were fortunate to get given a penalty and and a red card for Tomori for what just was barely a foul, let alone a red card. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, beating Milan without conceding a goal twice in a week is nothing to, to sniff at, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and this is a good Milan. Sorry, Bernie, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, Mo. You go ahead. No, Milan's I was going to say family, this is... So you got the right to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother-in-law's a Milan fan. Well, I mean, he is now. He wasn't three years ago, obviously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, this is a good Milan. The thing is, though, is that they're slightly inexperienced, right, at this level. Like, it's a good group that they've put together. They're doing well locally in the league and all that good stuff. And they're kind of, you know, Liao and this and that and Teo Hernandez. And, you know, they've got a couple of very good players and they've added to them and they have the experience in Drew. And, you know, but you think of their squad. It's it's a young squad. They're not really experienced at this level. So they're still kind of learning their way through the Champions League as well. So their performances are very different. So, I mean, I know Juve is not a yardstick right now, but they did beat Juve between the two Chelsea games, Mm -hmm. 2-0. So, you know, their performance in the league is much better than the Champions League, just on the fact, I think, that their experience is not there yet for this kind of level. And Chelsea, who you could say aren't playing the best football, I know they've improved slightly under Potter, but they're not, you know, they're far from their best. And they kind of controlled these games quite well, even without, you know, the craziness of the red card and this and that. Like, they controlled the game quite well. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Ace Milan are good, yes, but I think there's... The truth is, there is a good for Syria. Ah, like, there just is. It is where the league is right now. Like, <clears throat> Napoli beating the hell out of Liverpool actually would, would normally be a, a benchmark statement, considering how where they're at. It's not, really. It's not at all. It's no indication of how good the league is, and I think it's still a long way to go, because... Yes, Chelsea did dominate, and Chelsea are margin—not margin. They're more solid, but they're not the big premier European team. Although they could build into that uh, back again, right? Um, but in this game, it doesn't help them when you have a fraudulent sending off, because yeah. that, especially in the third, whatever, twenty fifteenth minute of the game, or whatever. I think I think I think you'll find that was the third minute, actually. No, third, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, Kalidu. Uh, have someone else write your tweets, not not, not yourself. But no, I, listen, that was never a red. That was never a penalty. It was never even a yellow. <laughs> and I know in Premier League we go, what's the VAR for? I just I just want to know what it's for anywhere. Like, what is it for in any place on earth? I, I you, don't know. you know what that was? It was a, he's done enough to put him off. Yeah, no, yeah. It, 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 and we talked about this. Like, I hate, I hate the penalty and red card thing. I hate it. It's so overpowered. Like a penalty is already overpowered enough. I think you know. You saw, like, I don't know if you saw the PSG highlights against Benfica. Like, Verratti touches the guy on the edge of the penalty box, who's going away from the goal that they're attacking, and now all of a sudden they pretty much get a goal. It's just, it's too much. Like, it's. It's overpowered enough that you don't also need to get a to get a player sent off with it. It just doesn't make any sense. It ruins the whole spectacle. It really does. 
Yeah, yeah. agreed. More free kicks in the box for me, Clive. I, I, I remember when we were like younger, like six or seven, there were a lot of indirect free kicks in the box. Yes. I, don't, I don't remember what they were for necessarily, but I remember a lot of them growing up. In, indirect free kicks growing up is like quicksand. You, th- you think they're going to be a thing all the time, and then they're never a thing. <laughs> Like as kids, you're so excited about the little tape, and there's like 11 players in the line. It's like, oh my god, I can't wait for one of these a game. They never happen. Like it's literally, true. yeah. No, it's true. I, but I remember like Batistuta. There, there were guys who who shot really hard, and so they'd be they'd always be the one that that had those indirect free kicks. But I swear there were more of them for like handball and stuff. There, there were definitely more, even though there aren't. You know, probably weren't as many. You as know, me, you know when people. probably. That peaked. That probably peaked when they changed the rules and the keeper couldn't hold the ball from a pass back and they kept forgetting. That's probably when it peaked. Just like so <laughs> many of them all the time. That, that, I think you did get an indirect free kick if the keeper handled yep. the ball. Like, is that still till today? Because I've not seen one in years, so I don't remember at all. Yeah, I, I think know. you do. You do, you do get now. that. Yeah, indirect free kick, and then uh, I think the the keeper gets a red card usually if it's intentional. What? But more, the only thing I'll disagree with you on in with the you know getting sending off and whatever, I think there has to be like a, a qualifier in the sense of if it's a last man and it's assault, right? Like if, sure, oh, sure. You know what I mean? You know what it is? If it's what Rio did to was it Edu back in the day that that we didn't get, you didn't get anything for, you should be sent off for that. Like like I think I think there are levels to this, right? Oh, for sure. If it's like cynical and you've intentionally like elbowed the guy or something, like that's a red card offense. Regard like if it's a red card, regardless of the fact that it's a foul or a penalty. Does that make sense? Like if you were gonna get a red card for it in the center of the park, then you get a red card for it in the penalty box. But other than that, just a regular foul where you barely clip him or trip him or touch him, that's not a red. If it is something that if it was off the pitch, it might be considered a crime. It's a red. <laughs> that works. Fair. Which is Fair. Like quite a number of tackles, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, out of context. <laughs> I mean, just a, tack- a football tackle out of context. Is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone does that to you when you're in the aisle, when you're in Tesco's, you know, you're calling the police. Anyway, um, I, I don't know. I think Chelsea are looking... It's not spectacular since Potter took over, but it's a lot more competent. The players look a lot happier. He's integrated Aubameyang. He's integrated Conor Gallagher. Trevor Shalabar, who wanted to leave because he wasn't getting played, he's now in the team. He's playing well, um, which is important because Fofana's injured again. I just think they look almost immediately back to like what we think of Chelsea when, when Tuchel kind of took over. And maybe it's just, this is just like what they do when the new manager comes in. But if he can kind of ride this out through the rest of the season, I think you can put them back squarely into the top four race and you can't ever rule Chelsea out in the Champions League. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say that, uh, kind of what you alluded to, I think Potter's doing a good job of using the entire squad where I don't think Tuchel was. Like, So, for example, you've seen a Cucurella one game and a Chilwell another, a James one game and a Hudson-Odoi, the big, good-looking guy. Triple <laughs> Loftus cheek. Loftus cheek. Like uh, one uh, uh, wing back, one game. So he's actually using his squad quite well. Pulisic, man of the match for them in the league last game. Like he's really using his entire squad and getting everybody on board, and that's important. You know, not to pull a Conte. Tuchel did it sometimes. The first thing he did as well was drop Mendy for as for. Uh, he's, in, he's injured. Kappa. Mendy. Is he? Oh, I yeah. thought because it seemed like something he Potter would do for the footwork. The game, I thought he was dropped the first game. Yeah, he's injured, man. He hasn't been in the squad for like weeks. 
Oh, okay. oh. Well, maybe, maybe he gets to keep his spot now. What's his name? Because he is doing okay. He he's doing he's fine, and well. he's good with his feet. Yeah, yeah fair enough. And famously, 70 million well follows spent. instructions. <laughs> he's an assistant coach, man. Come on. <laughs> um, Juventus <laughs> lost 2-0 to Maccabi Haifa. Uh, you mentioned that Milan beat uh, Juventus in the week as well, or on the weekend. I... Like, I'm not really sure what else Allegri needs to do to get sacked. It's got to be coming, no? Well, he needs to not cost, like, 30 million to be sacked. That's what he needs to do. I just sell someone in January to pay for it. He's trying so hard. <laughs> He's, is it three losses out of four in the Champions League, and they're, what, eighth in Syria? If they didn't owe him 30 million or whatever the hell it is, as Mo's alluding to, he'd be gone by now. It's It's... it's but he'd be on gardening leave anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Do you think like Allegri and Gerard are just on the phone to each other during the week? Like, what can we do this week? Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable stuff. But I think... I don't know if I can even defend him in the sense of... They're shit. He's not a good manager anymore. Like, everything that could go wrong at that club is actually going wrong at the same time. You can't fix it just by getting rid of Allegri. Like, fix it to what? To, <laughs> what are you going to seriously do? Maybe sneak forth? I, but I, I think I you have to look longer term, right? You have to you have to be like, with Allegri, we're, lit, we're not going anywhere. So let's get a manager who actually has an idea that might work in, in modern football. And then, you know, if it takes a couple of years, fine. But you've got to make the change and, and start going in that direction. When have Juve ever played modern football? Like, they've been very successful. But when have Juve been in the last... 15 years when have they been the team to watch when have they been the the team that like looks fantastic and i want to like tune in i just don't remember maybe i'm wrong i just don't remember that so they attempted this for one season or was it two under sorry sorry and ronaldo said screw it (laughs) i don't i don't i don't want it (laughs) and did his own thing so it was sorry ball but Ronaldo ball disguised the sorry ball, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so it didn't look as good as it as it probably was, because there, you know, analytics Twitter in in hindsight has told us how wonderful it actually kind of was. But yeah, Ronaldo kind of disguised the beautiful stuff that happened behind him. That's true. What what I would say is there's a difference between modern football and necessarily like easy on the eye football. So under Conte and Allegri the first time, they were very successful and the football was more like it wasn't outdated football it just was it that pleasing to watch i don't know i don't think so i don't remember it being that good but it was good it was effective and it wasn't outdated but now it just is and i, I just Pirlo, feel whenever you have you know, whatever you have quadrado yeah. running down a wing back it's never going to be beautiful football to watch i still kind of like him i but don't know man he's like he's like the Syria antonio valencia <laughs> No, this different country. I was like, aren't they? Like, I was pretty sure they were compatriots for a second. But what what can you do when you have Weston McKinney? I hate Weston uh, McKinney so much. Uh, Locatelli. Uh, what's his name? Oh my god. Oh, Rabio. Like that, those those men start games, fam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then up front is Vlaovic, and uh, they bought Milik. Yep. The, the squad is useless, fam. Useless. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, it's not good. And Di Maria can't stay fit. And Bonucci's 100. But 
anyway, it's fun for the rest of us. We do have a question actually about managers um, from uh, Duncan Butcher, who said that there are many big-ish clubs in England and Europe uh, that are looking to change managers during the World Cup. Who gets Thomas Tuchel and who gets Mauricio Pochettino? Um, I have a very short list. It's a very short list of clubs right here, but I'll let you guys go first. Mm. Well, which, which which teams need managers? Let's start there. So I think, I mean, top teams. What top teams? I don't think any of the top, top teams in England, the top six, need a new manager. So that that's out. So you've got yep. the, the likes of like Aston Villa, Leicester. But I don't think the, the names you said, who you said? Tuchel and I don't think... Tuchel and Pochettino. Uh, they're not taking I don't think any. Jobs. Yeah, they're not taking those jobs. So I, I don't have any teams in the Premier League. I think that you, I, I think Tuchel would wait. I don't think he would take, say, like if Juventus is a team, right? I don't think he takes Juventus. I think he's smart enough to wait his turn. I think Pochettino is going to be a bit more impatient and probably needs that job more so. Um, and I think Pochettino would take Juventus while Tuchel just chills for a bit. Yeah, I agree with that. So I think, so here's the list of clubs that I came up with it's Juventus Inter Milan if they don't improve Aston Villa which like neither of these guys are going there and potentially Bayern if they if it gets later like they're third in the league they're four points off the top right now that doesn't matter if it gets later in the season and they're still not winning the league that's going to become a problem however much faith they declare that they have in now so here's, here's a question I think for really you, looking at Juve and Inter yeah you said Juve potentially who at Juve is pressing for Pochettino Name me one player that's going to press. One. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, none of them are <laughs> pressing. This is what I mean about Juve is that like, you have to pick a guy and then work towards whatever the the direction is, right? Like, it, it, the problem with, with that question is for Juve is, is then you're into the thing that, that Bernie said, whereas if you replace Allegri but you don't replace any of the players, then nothing's going to change. You just have to accept that the squad needs serious work whoever comes in right like Tuchel would would want them to press as well yeah I, I you know what just on, on Tuchel to your point if Nagelsmann does go wrong that's Tuchel's job yes I, I don't see another candidate I don't see Baron going for anyone else that is his job so he should just watch that space because it's possible <laughs> he, he shouldn't possible. just watch the space he should actively try to sabotage that space <laughs> Fair enough. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I honestly can't think. I mean, um, Duncan actually in his question mentions Lyon, but I can't really see either of those managers going to Liga at this point. No, no I think they've both been there and done it. No chance. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right, moving on. Uh, Copenhagen nil, Manchester City nil. Uh, very refreshing for Man City not to win a game. They also had a sending off. Um, I, that's really all I have to say about. Well, this. I mean, I mean, you know, one plus one equals three, right? So Holland didn't play; they couldn't score. I mean, that's really your headline. There's a Did question about on, that, though? Alex. There is a question about that. I was going to wait for the Premier League section to do it, but we can do it now. I mean, they had a goal ruled off of VAR, and Riyad Mahrez missed a penalty, and uh, Kinder de Bueno didn't do much. <laughs> There's no, there's no one to chuck it to. Like, fuck it, he's up there. There's, there's nobody. <laughs> put it in the, put it in the Norwegian blender. The mixer. 
That's actually hilarious. That's actually hilarious. Screw it, he's up there. Could become a thing with City. Like it's actually funny. Like I didn't think of it. It is a thing already. He's up there somewhere. (laughs) It absolutely is a thing. You think the Bruyne is actually looking for that man? (laughs) Come on, mate. The thing is, even if you're not looking for Harlan, you can still see him. You'll find him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in the periphery of your vision. You just see this. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you got to play with Julian Alvarez, who's five two. It makes a difference, yeah. you know? God bless his heart. <laughs> he's like, these guys keep crossing the ball six and a half feet into the air. <laughs> What's going on? Here's what I want to see. It's the cross comes in, Alvarez gets on someone's shoulders to nod it in. <laughs> he just climbs Bernardo Silva. <laughs> they make the height of a normal human being. Like, I, I don't know if that's the person you would pick. Yeah, I don't know if that's the person you would pick to get on their shoulders, but yeah. Yeah, oh, he climbs Bernardo, and together they're five nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of uh, launching it up to the big man who's in there somewhere, uh, Ant- Antonio Rudiger sacrificed his face to get Real Madrid a draw against Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, he tried to get up and keep celebrating, but then he just bled all over the place. Yeah, Quite looking impressive. at his face, I don't think it's the first time he sacrificed it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he it was it was the keeper. The keeper just got a rush of blood to the head for no reason. <laughs> decided to get involved with that yep. cross, and if he just stood there, nothing would have gonna happen. We'd say it's this the every last week. Second of the game, <laughs> you're beating Real Madrid one nil. But also, to be fair, Shakhtar missed like five, six chances to go two nil up very, very easily. Um, I mean, they missed an open goal, lit- a literal open goal, not an exaggeration. They missed a couple of other chances. And in the last second, Keeper's like, he just got way too kind of flustered and worried. He's like, I just got to do something. <laughs> Stay on your line, mate. You probably would have caught it right in your hand. Jeez. Yeah. So, But also, also, Madrid looked really bad for a couple of reasons. One, Vinicius didn't start. And two, the person that started instead of him was Hazard. So, you know, they're playing handicapped here. And uh, it did not look good at all. Like, Hazard honestly did not touch the ball. I'm not even joking. Like, he didn't touch the ball. Well, you know why Vinicius didn't play? Like, Mans was out at night. Like, like oh, yeah. to too many women. Probably wasn't, wasn't in good I shape. I did not see that. What's going on? This isn't speculation. There's, there's a video. I mean, he's really just standing there taking pictures with fans. But Bernie's no. extrapolating no. a bit. No. Wait, it's so funny because he's standing in the street taking pictures with fans, but these girls come up to him, right? And he's like, yeah, let's take this picture. Some guy comes, he goes, get out of my face! And he calls another girl up. Is this, is this in the Nets? Like, where is this? I don't, this is uh, Where are the they playing? Like Poland or something, I think. Poland. Yeah, Poland, right? Yeah. It was so funny. You guys have to watch it. He literally just shoot the guy away, like, get out of here! <laughs> So, it is very funny. I was having a huge crisis during this game because I was like sitting there going, Shakhtar Donetsk, are they Ukrainian? And I was thinking about it for like ever. And I'm like, they can't be because they're playing at a home game. And I just went through the spiral for 10 minutes of just like complete confusion of what the hell is going on. I think that's called that's Putin funny. propaganda has gotten to you. You don't even know that's <laughs> yeah. true. whether they're Russian or they're Ukrainian or they're Polish that's anymore. True, like, what's Twitter. Twitter is getting to me. 
we've been troll farmed. Uh, PSG won, Benfica won. Uh, this obviously coming in the cloud of, of Mbappe bollocks today where <laughs> he's allegedly said he wants to leave because they didn't sign another centre-back and they're not playing 4-4-2 because he wants a strike partner because you know, he prefers playing with Giroud. Um, <laughs> like, it's just mental. It's just absolutely insane. I, I mean, we at this point we don't know whether any of this is true, but you know, Fabrizio's tweeting it, so it maybe. feels true. Just looking at Mbappe and what he's kind of done up to this point, and it. So he broke the record for the most goals for Paris in the Champions League today with his penalty. Um, so that's good. Now he, the like he the rumors are he wants to be sold in January after this summer signing the biggest sporting contract ever in the history of ever blah 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 like he literally owns Qatar like it doesn't make any sense how this is happening now two months later and it's like honestly it's not crazy surprising it's like you guys really bent over backwards for this person and it was always gonna most likely end badly. Mm-hmm. I I also wonder about the the reason I don't really buy into it too much is because the, with the reasons given because if his complaints are one they didn't buy another centre back um, he knew that on August thirty first and it's now October eleventh and he's not playing up front in a two he would have known that in preseason because they've been playing the same formation all season which is three four three so like. If you were going to bring these up, it would have been a while ago, no? It's probably promises that weren't kept. Yeah, but like, what, what, what promise? Like, they tried to sign like Screen a bunch of people. They couldn't si- sign those people. And why do you care about who the center back is? Like, it's it's this. It's just so weird. Like, are you telling me that you signing this million dollars a week or whatever it is contract was contingent on Olivier Giroud? Are you sick? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I was all ready to agree with you. Then I looked at the PSG lineup for today, and Danilo Pereira was playing centre back, and I was like, ah. <laughs> "No, no, look, look, look! It's two things to say. One, I think uh, PSG are will will always never win the Champions League because the defense is so shit. That that's a that that's a given. But at the same time, Mbappe doesn't get to come out and say all this stuff publicly and blah blah blah. Like these are two very separate things. Do I think PSG have a good defense? No. Do I think signing a forty-seven year old Ramos? Is the move? No, but at the same time, just like take your ten hundred million a year and just freaking <laughs> run around and be fast on the field and score a couple of goals and just shut up. Exactly, like you scored a penalty and you were playing against Nicolas Otamendi. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a defender. Sign him. Like, listen, if honest to goodness, like if it was that bad, which it isn't. You know, they're what are they still top of Liga, killing everybody? Messi's doing things, right? Yeah, and the goal what, difference of 23 after like he's they're back, qualifying baby. from this group, right? Probably, <laughs> like, I, I'm struggling to understand the problem here. I, I, it, also, it's, it's like, timing. This is not the time. There's a World Cup coming, you're still in the Champions League. Like, at least wait till you crash out to Bayern 7 0, and then you can discuss the defense, but like, not right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's it also, costing you in reality? Nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. Also, like, what's he going to do when he rocks up at Real Madrid and they've got one injury and Nacho is starting? Is he going to leave? Yeah. <laughs> Who's signing him? For how much? No one. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't Real Madrid spend the money on Chiuameni anyway? Smart. They spent the money on 
uh, Tremaine and they signed, they signed someone else. I can't remember. His partner in midfield as well, Kamavinga. Um, they already had him. But... They already had him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, there, there's no one. There's no one. I mean, like Todd Bowley might try. Why not? Why not? He's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I think I think I can really, really see Mbappe playing right wing back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just subbing like, it for James. Just I, his I, first I... meeting with uh, with Graham Potter, and he's like, "Have can I, here's a video of Tarek Lamptey. This is what I want you to do. <laughs> just taller." Oh mate, just pipe down him. Just... Yeah, yeah, I don't have time for Mbappe. Like he, he's one of those where it's like you think you're way better than you are. Like relax, okay, fine, you can play some football, but like you're not that guy yet. You're just not that guy until you're that guy. Just I don't need to see you on my timeline. Like every ten minutes no. piping up. Like I just don't have the time for that. I'll, I'll say this on that point. I think Messi and Ronaldo have ruined football in a different way. In that we never used to talk about the greatest of all time in this sense where everyone now feels that they're entitled to be the greatest of all time. It was almost like a, like, you know, it was a Maradona Pele thing, but no one took it seriously. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No one ever took it seriously. <laughs> and now it's like, I'm Mbappe. I won the world cup when I was 20 something. I earned a mil. It's like, shut up. I'm Zlatan. Like all these people think they are way better than they are. And like, maybe we were just too young and we didn't know Del Piero was talking shit or something. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds so annoying. <laughs> It is annoying. I mean, for the generation or two before us, they just had Pele doing like Viagra commercials. So they clearly wasn't taking himself that seriously. No, and like even, honestly, even you think about the Galacticos at Real Madrid, like nobody was really trying to stand out as this individual star. Zidane was just playing in midfield. Ronaldo was scoring goals. Beckham was like, I really don't like all of this around me, but I guess it is. <laughs> and they would, Figo was just like barely being a Galactico. And it's just like nothing was happening, you know? What Michelelli was running around, like... Honestly, none of them even tried to stand out and be that guy that like no, people are now really. trying to be at like 21. Even if you go a bit later, Ronaldinho was just trying to have fun in the club. That's <laughs> 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 it. Man <laughs> didn't care. He really didn't. Uh, honestly, you know, in retrospect, Ivan Campo was probably the biggest attention-seeking get with that haircut. Yeah. Absolutely. Him and Guti with his fancy back flicks <laughs> just for, for the cameras. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, anyway. 1-1 uh, Benfica PSG. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. No. Not at all. Um, right. Little uh, little jingle and then we're into the Premier League. Da, 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 da. Saliba. Excellent. <laughs> okay, I've got a confluence of jingles there. Love it. Uh, right. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2. Uh, Bernie, last week I told you that this was a bigger test mentally for this Arsenal score because they don't tend to beat Liverpool, and they bloody did it, Manid. They, Where were uh, you they... when this happened? In a forest. <laughs> yeah, I was with zero reception, um, <laughs> but it was like kind of that stuff that trickled through. So, so I was following the first minute goal, and then one one, and then Arsenal two one, and the Liverpool two two, but. It's a weird feeling that Arsenal fans have this season. It's a little bit more confidence in the sense that not confidence to like achieve things, but confidence that we we are playing well, we have a plan, you know, things are happening. So that like even a 2-2 when it was, I think, 2-2 in the 60th minute, let's say, or something like that, I was still like, you know what? No, I think we can do this. And 
it's it's a cool feeling to have, and I think the Emirates is buzzing this season. Like, I mean, the last two games were big games, but they were at home, which makes a big difference, especially when home is now this buzzing cauldron of like positivity and songs and singing and this and that. And you know, it helps when you have a group of young players that know exactly what they what they want to do and a manager that you know, you just look at a simple thing as like having two left backs playing none of them and playing Tomiyasu at left back. Like he he thinks about it every single game individually. And I think we just feel like we're in good hands and hopefully the that kind of youthfulness doesn't creep through too soon. And because it could happen, right? When you're young mm-hmm. and you're not consistent, then it'll happen and people will laugh and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Arsenal fans know kind of the journey we're on and we know the details of what's happening and where we were. I mean, when you look at the squad in December 2019, there's only like seven players left out of like a good 20 something. Like this is a huge overhaul in two and a half years. And I think these last two games were ones where Arsenal fans looked at in the sense of like, where are we? Like, are we actually where we think we are? Or is this all kind of just like, oh, you played nobody kind of thing? So beating Spurs at home, beating Liverpool at home, I think, you know, it it shows us good things. I mean, again, it's like last season. Last season, we weren't supposed to get top four, but then when we missed it by a point, everybody laughed. This season, we're not supposed to win the league, but when we don't, everybody's going to laugh. The point is just to come top four, get back in the Champions League, right? That's the whole point. The fact that we're overperforming and we might not make it is not a reason to laugh at this team. It's actually a reason to say, okay, well, you're. it seems like we are a bit ahead of our schedule, let's say. Mm-hmm. I would say by a year or two at least. And and that's encouraging. Bernie, do you believe it yet? Be- which part am I supposed to believe? That this team is legitimate. The, the legitimate for what? I, it's a good team. Like, I think we said this last <laughs> there we week. There we go. It's- this is, this is Bernie's, you either win the league or you get relegated talk. It's coming up now. No, There's nothing I mean, in between. I mean, you're not winning the league. We know this. But that's, <laughs> that's not up. important. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> it's, that's not important. The, the important thing, as Juan said, is uh, cementing yourself as a top four team. That's really important. Like, In fact, more important is doing it again. Because you do it once, great. But you got to do it again. It's been a very long time for you. So I think getting carried away is not the right thing to do, but enjoying the ride is a very important thing to do at the same time because it's not been enjoyable for the last couple of years. On this game, there was no doubt in my mind once Arsenal got the first goal, because that's how you can see, how like, is Liverpool going to rebound or whatever, that they were going to lose this game. There was no freaking way. Every time Liverpool equalized, it was like after nothing. Like it, hmm, I, won't play, it, yeah. I won't I won't even say it was fully against run of play, but every time Liverpool attacked, I felt this it looked so amateur to me. It looked pedestrian, it looked like Darwin Nunez just annoys the hell out of me. It didn't look like classy. Or like you know how people used to make up and I, I stand by this when I say I used to make up this stuff about automatisms at Liverpool and whatever. Mm. There was even, there was zero none of like forget the concept of making it up. They were, it was not existent. You can't even pretend that there were automatisms in here. There was no strategy, no tactics, like not even vibes, nothing. And for them to score two goals against Arsenal, that concerned me a little bit because maybe it's an underlying weakness if you don't fix it. But I never felt that you were going to lose the game. I felt you had enough firepower because their defense, Van Dijk is shit now. Matip is shit now. Joe Gomez is coming on for Trent who was shit. Like, and Simicast is not very good, and Robertson wasn't. Like, the whole thing is a complete and utter disgrace. But 
you have to play the menta- the mentality game, and you did that wonderfully. So it was a great performance, I thought. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I, it is maybe it's not weird. I don't know. This this Liverpool team feels broken, which also feels funny to say because they actually weren't bad for like stretches of this game. Like second half of the first half, they you know they pretty much controlled the game. Towards the end of the first half, had Arsenal not scored the second goal, I think they would have gone at half time. Like Klopp might have been the happier of the two managers. Um, but they just couldn't keep it up. They couldn't sustain that level, um, whereas Arsenal did. It's, it's, yeah, I, I don't think there is a defense, on this form, I don't think there's a defense in this league that is going to be able to handle what the Arsenal front four is, is bringing to the table at this point. Martinelli, on this form, is basically unstoppable. Maybe Reese James? He's really the only person that I can think of right now that's going to be able to handle this. Yeah, no, Martinelli is one of my favorite players. He's one of my favorite Arsenal players since he broke into the team. You could just see the pat. You know, he was playing fourth division Brazilian football two years ago. Like, it's insanity, the the kind of rise that he's been on. And the fact that, you know, they could pluck him out of there, see that, and bring him over. Like, Also, I mean, it's not luck alone. Obviously, there's a lot of hard work in the background. But there is a lot of kind of good fortune when these things work out, right? When you have a Saka that comes through, when you have a Smith throw that comes through, when you have a Martinelli that comes through. Um, you know, the whole Odegaard loan and then buy, like that's a long-term strategy there. Shaka's new role in the team and how kind of that changed everything. Uh, Saliba kind of going away and, bec- and, and the fact that they paid 30 million for this teenage defender that is going to turn out to be one of the best in the world. Like there's a lot of things that went right. And we talked about this in the past about a lot of team cycles, right? It's a couple of decisions. They can go one way or another. Liverpool had those three seasons of unbelievably perfect decisions that got him yeah. to where they got. Arsenal seem to be making the right decision almost every time and it's working out for them and they just need to continue on that kind of good streak of decision making because so far, I mean, it's hard to think of an Arsenal squad where we hate nobody in it anymore. Like it's like everybody can play, everybody's great, Europa League comes along, you pretty much roll out a whole entire new eleven that go out there and win win games in Europe. Like it's very impressive what they've done in a very short amount of time. You have to give it to them. Uh, I, I I agree with that. I'll correct you, but Martinelli played against United and did nothing. So yeah, there's there is a team that can stop him, but that's just an aside. Um, <laughs> it's it's just the truth of the matter. Three uh, one loss, well done. Um, no, but to your point, the decisions have been very good, and some of them have been very very brave. And I think those are those are the real good ones. I I, I think it wasn't brave for Liverpool to go. Yeah, we're gonna back Klopp. Right, I don't think it's brave for Man City to go. We're gonna back Pep, but to do what Arsenal did, which was accept that you made some dumbass mistakes with the same people, by the way, mm-hmm. right, and well, then totally. overhaul everything and then change it with those people, like Edu and, and Arteta, obviously, that's a brave decision because a brave thing could be when you finish eighth and eighth again to go, nah, <laughs> we want to get top four. This is not right. We're getting rid of you. You're gonna get some experienced head who can do that. Those are brave decisions. Those three things mm-hmm. are very brave, and I think you're 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 where you are because of that. And I think you deserve to be where you are. This this it's just how a football club should be run, in my opinion. And you have to give a bit of credit to Josh Kroenke, not Stan. Just say, let's let's give it to Josh because <laughs> <laughs> he cares. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, where where did Liverpool go from here? Um, Salah looks completely out of sync. He looks he looks like he needs a year on a beach. Uh, Jota coming back is important to them. Firmino's having oddly kind of 
his best season in like three or four years, at least from a goal scoring perspective. Diaz is now injured until allegedly after the World Cup, which is a major problem, like a major problem for Liverpool. Trent also came off injured. Um, Van Dijk doesn't look himself. Uh, Thiago can only play half a season. Henderson suddenly looks kind of over the precipice. Like they have some serious problems and it's sort of like it's all come together at the same time. Um, Klopp changed the system in the last couple of games to try and reinvigorate things. They're way off, though. They're, what, 14 points behind Arsenal now? They're closer to the bottom of the table. Like, they're not going to make top four if, if they don't sort things out very quickly. Yeah, it's one I of think... those end-of-cycle things. Sorry, Bernie. It's just one of those end-of-cycle things where everybody is is above or past their peak at the same time. But it's also like... It's one of those where, you know, you, you play at a certain level. They've played at this level for, what, three, four years now nonstop at this kind of best team in Europe level, playing 55 games a season because they're going into every single final. At some point, you also burn out, right? It's not it, it's nobody's fault. It's just nature. Um, Salah, yes, he's not looking his best, but he's also, they're playing iso ball with him. Every time he gets the ball, it's just like, okay, well, now kind of do your thing. Trent is not doing the same overlapping and in, 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 in help that he, he's used to. He's not in best form. Not even going forward, not just in defending. Like, there's so many little pieces here and there that aren't working for them. Midfield, like, they used to control that midfield and have all these runners. Fabinho is having the worst season of his career. Henderson is too old to be running around. Then they'd rely on some of the uh, inexperience in Harvey Elliott, etc. Thiago is injured for a bit. Like, everything is, like you said, Alex, everything is going wrong at the same time. Mm. And they need a way to just try and kind of hold that decline. I don't know how. Just get a couple of results, a couple of reassuring results in any way. Like Klopp at 2-2 versus Arsenal pretty much try to just get a draw. Like that's the low that they're at right now. A team that used to be 4, 5, 6 consistently. Mm-hmm. Like we we got smashed by Liverpool no matter how well we played against them. And at 70th minute, he's bringing on Fabinho for Salah. And, you know, like it's just, it, there's something, yeah, there's something deeply, deeply uh, out of sync there. And I don't know if they can kind of do something about it, or if it's just going to be one of those seasons where it's a, it's an overhaul period again for them. I think that, you know, there's a bit of priors here, right? In 2020, in 2021, that season, remember they, they did okay, got to the top, and then they completely tanked it once they had injuries, but also a fundamental problem in that season was, I think Mane didn't have a good scoring season. And in general, they were missing a lot of chances. Like their attack, fell apart and their defense fell apart due to injuries and they got 69 points that season and some the next season they got 98 or whatever it was and didn't win like which is last season or something like that i don't remember what it was they are a little bit up and down and it's the most point i think they have a really good season and then it's very difficult for them whether it's injuries or it's motivation or whatever to do that again it, it might be that they this time it really is the true end of the cycle but there is priors here because they are fully dependent on Mohamed Salah on the attack. Diaz is, a, is probably their best player overall in attack for this season. But if Salah is playing badly, the attack will suffer. This is just how it works at, at Liverpool. And of course, the defense is contingent on Van Dijk because we've all known for years that Trent cannot defend. We've known it, absolutely known it. He cannot defend. He needs everyone else to step up for the, from a defensive side of things. Are there examples recently of clubs giving big contracts to 29, 30-year-olds and it actually ever working out? Like, I just feel like in the last few years, this has happened a lot and almost immediately the player turns to shit. 
Yeah, Aubameyang, Salah. Didn't we say he had to go? Yeah, well... No, not had to, but it was a decision. It, it, well, it was we, never we going to be easy decision, to sell Mane and Salah at the same time. Like that, that's a lot to ask of a club, right? But I think the argument that we made was that if you had to pick one to sell, you pick you sell Salah because a you can get more money for him, and b uh, wages. I I thought Salah was a bit more. Money was a bit more of the workhorse, do whatever the manager says kind of thing, which is what you probably want more of. You know. But also, also the problem is the problem with everything we've said. There's also a 90 million horrible big ass elephant in the room of Darwin Nunez, who's like, if he was a superstar, if that was a superstar player, let's say that was a Holland, let's say that was I don't know an Mbappe, let's say that was you know a real superstar that could carry Liverpool to the next level. I think the buzz around the place would be very different. But don't underestimate the fact that everybody around Nunez, especially in the attack, is looking at him and going, uh oh. (laughs) <laughs> this is bad. Like, including the players around him. Like, it's a thing, right? You go into mm-hmm. the season, there's motivation, things are going to happen. I'm scared. Money just left. He's a big part of the team, blah, blah, blah. Then this guy walks through the door and everybody's just looking at him. All right, well, let's see what this 90 million is going to get us. And then in training, you've seen some of the training clips, people must be like, what the hell is going on? And that, you know, when Firmino is out playing you, like, that will put a lot of doubt in a lot of people's minds. And I think Nunez has a, has a temper issue as well, which is very clear. Even in the Arsenal game, it came out a couple of times. He will get red cards. He will be off his game because mentally he's worried about whatever the hell he's thinking about. Like I think I think it doesn't help that the replacement for, quote-unquote, Mane, let's say, not directly, but the replacement there in terms of goals doesn't seem to fit the bill. And that will create issues. Did you guys see the video, Klopp? Like, they asked him about it, and Klopp said that, you know, you should see some of the finishes. He doesn't train. They're amazing. And in my mind, I was like, we've seen the videos. <laughs> <laughs> that, Who are you trying to deceive? <laughs> that struck me as very, yeah, I have a girlfriend. She goes to the other school. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Anyway, uh, let's move on. Um, Everton 1, Manchester United 2. Casemiro has been starting games lately. He got man of the match in this one, Bernie. Did he deserve it? Little chipmunk Casemiro. On, on balance, maybe. But... <laughs> <laughs> this was a game of two hives, Clive. <laughs> of two halves, Clive, not hives. Because <laughs> he was awful for the first 20 minutes. He gave ah. away the ball for it will be. He was, give, he was routinely giving the ball away. And the speed of the Premier League was getting to him very clearly. <laughs> but I, second half, I thought he was incredible. He, he really was everywhere. Got, got in front of everything. And then release the ball for yep. you know to, to score. And then Dark we all had to see the celebration no, and all that stuff. But I agree, Bernie. I think the 60 million five-time Champions League winner really woke up in the second half and absolutely dominated Idrisa Gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take oh, my it. God. Idrisa Gay was single-handedly... Idrissa Gay was single-handedly trying to give United the points. Like, he was doing everything possible for Lampard to get sacked. Like, it was unbelievably funny. Every clip was Idrissa Gay just literally lumping it into his own goal. It's so funny. In this game, you know who I was shocked by? Uh, Onana. On Eric. I was like, this he's guy. He's good, man. My God. Like, he is... If, there's, if the word box-to-box, like, if you put it in a dictionary... <laughs> That's what this guy is. He's everywhere. He's huge. He's mm-hmm. like, oh my god! Like, he's he's a player. He, he's he's a box player. to box, even if he doesn't mean to, man. He takes like three <laughs> steps and he's there. <laughs> he's unbelievable, man. He's unbelievable. 
Anthony oh, with his uh, third goal for United, is it? Three and three in the Premier League, mm-hmm. something like that. Good finish, but so I thought it was a great finish, and it looks like that's his thing. He's gonna, you know, open up Robin, kind of put it there more in the one-on-one side than kind of. But like, I just think from a goalkeeping perspective, isn't it like very obvious what's about to happen? I thought it was like so clear what's about to happen. Yeah, it was like I could tell miles away. Okay, this is exactly where it's gonna go, and Pickford just like I don't know, let it happen. It's Pickford we're talking about here. Like, <laughs> we don't need a thesis on 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 Pickford. He's, you know, even if Pickford was in the right position, he wouldn't save it because his arms are so short. We know that. <laughs> that was always going to be a goal, no matter what. It's uh, um, true. Yeah, but yeah, those seven hundred like, goals. Yeah, sorry, Alice. No, I was just going to say Anthony. Anthony is doing is doing what he needs to do. Like when he came in for ninety million we all said it's a ridiculous price tag there's absolutely no way that he can fulfill that kind of that kind of money um but what he can do is is contribute goals and assists and he's doing it he's got three premier league goals in what three or four games like he's he's doing everything and, he, he, and he's, he's doing, doing it right. semi iso ball right he's semi doing it kind of in his own little pocket not in a well-oiled machine either he's kind of like okay yep. I'll do this one-on-one thing. I'll see if it can work. I'll curl it into the far corner. So he's also trying, I think, to do it on his own a little bit while kind of United gel slightly. He, um, but, Bernie, I'm actually interested to just... I didn't see the full game, but I'm interested in your opinion as United fan. Like, back to the Casemiro thing, because that's a really, like, that's not a highlights kind of thing. That's like an entire game kind of thing. Like, what are your predictions for how he's going to fit both in this team and in the Premier League? Like, do you think... It's gonna work out for him, like with the intensity and that and that. Or, what are your thoughts? Just well, your gut feeling. My gut feeling is that he'll be fine, not good, or not great. I think he'll be fine, which for sixty million is not good enough for me. Like, I I, I know people say again, climatize the league, right? But he looks like big. If you know what I mean. Like, he doesn't look like a mobile per- I feel like when I watched him at Real Madrid, he was skinnier, right? And, like, he was more mobile. And you watch people in the Champions League, I know they say it's not the same pace, but, like, you feel like he covers more ground. And he did that, but it just looked weird. And I can't wrap my head around that yet in terms of what that's going to look like in a couple of months. I think he'll be fine, but it's... You don't pay sixty million for that. I Bernie. think I think Bernie he'll look better once the rest of the team are in good shape, in good spaces, in the right positions, right? Like if he's the guy running around mopping up after a really bad system that loses the ball all the time and has no ball retention and blah blah blah, he's gonna look bad. But once I think if uh, whatever your bolt fraud is called, if he's able to kind of like put a system in place where he's just shielding the back line, getting the ball turning, passing it through the lines. I think he's going to start to look better as the team looks better. He's also going to look better the more frames that he's in with Luke Shaw. <laughs> Luke yeah. Shaw, by the way, he was keeping Malasia Malasia out of the team, eh? Rightfully so, as well. Yeah. Like Luke Shaw's a better player than Malasia. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's no argument here. It's just about is does Luke Shaw care and is he eating less? Like those are the <laughs> things that are important when it comes to Luke Shaw. Just just on the Casemiro point, Manchester United had seventy something percent possession for many stretches of this game. They absolutely dominated the ball like for long stretches of the game. And he's, his first touch still failed him on multiple occasions. The goal and some other... He, he almost let it will be in for a second goal. And I don't think that has anything to do with 
the team. Ericsson is playing next to him. Ericsson is very good on the ball. Bruno Fernandes is a creator of chances. These guys know how to play football. The problem becomes, can you adapt to the pace of this game? You... For Casemiro, there's nothing else about it in terms of the team cohesion and all that. Can he adapt to the pace of the Premier League? And I'm a little bit nervous about that. When you said that, it reminded me of the clip where Everton end up with the ball with Iwobi and then that beautiful goal. I'm sure we'll talk about Iwobi. But in that clip, I think it was Anthony that gave him the ball back in a really tight spot and he fell over. And his first reaction was look up at that player and go, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) I'm clearly not ready for this. (laughs) Just kick it. Like he looked up at him as he ran back to try and track. He's like, why would you do this to me? I'm an old man. This is making me look very bad. (laughs) A year ago, you could give me this ball, but not now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, very briefly, just on on Iwobi, what a finish! His, I, I said this to Bernie at the time. Like his locker is expanding by the week. Like what this guy is capable of doing is uh, is expanding every week. It's very, it's very amusing. Costing Nigeria World Cup would do wonders for your for your ability to recover. He's repenting. <laughs> Manchester City four, Southampton nil. I mean, a predictable battering for possibly the Premier League's most pointless team in Southampton, at least under Ralph Hasenhuttle. I'm sorry, Mo. I know you like him. He's shit. Not that he has much to work with, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know how much we want to talk about City. Like, Obviously, they're brilliant. Cancelo's brilliant. De Bruyne's brilliant. Foden's the second top goalscorer in the league. And Haaland's first. It's all a bit of a joke. We do have a question about them um, from Don Yair on Twitter, who says... Which players would need to be injured long-term, four-plus months, for Man City to lose their Premier League favourites status? Is it just Haaland? Is it Haaland and De Bruyne? Is it Haaland and De Bruyne and someone else? Um, And I think it's a good question, uh, especially, obviously, in light of the Copenhagen 0-0 and Haaland didn't play. Um, Initial thoughts? It's easily Holland. I've seen City in the past when De Bruyne got injured, probably two times that they won this league, where he got injured for long stretches and Gundogan turned into Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Candidate. So I'm not worried about KDB. As good as he is, I'm not worried about that. But when there's no one to chuck it to, like I, I get a bit concerned. And I'm not even joking anymore. Like They used to at least have uh, Jesus to come on and do something, even if they didn't like care about him. At least come on, create some chaos back in the day. And now Arsenal is getting the best out of him. Great. But there isn't... I don't even know who the sub-striker is. Well, Alvarez. It would be Alvarez. Alvarez. That's true. Five foot two. I, I can't see him on the pitch. So but I think... Also, like, yeah, go on, man. No, I was going to say, like, when I think about this question, like, if I only have to pick one player, it doesn't... I don't think it really changes City's um, kind of whatever favorite tag, right? I, I think I'd have to pick... A minimum two, but I'd love to pick three. You know what I mean? Like I would go, I would go Holland and De Bruyne for sure. If I only had to pick two, you don't Third, think that if Holland is out, right, like say City right now, yeah. the way that they play, they're very hyper focused on him. That Alvarez can come in and they're just going to still win the league. That's 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 interesting. So I I don't think necessarily that Alvarez immediately comes in. Like maybe he does, but. Also, you have to remember that City won the league with 99 points last season. They barely used Jesus. They, they didn't play with a striker. Maybe if Haaland goes out, it takes them a game or two to readjust to last season's strikerless system. But I think ultimately they can still win enough games without him to, to win the Premier League. It might just, Yeah, there might just be a, a week or two of transition. 
Yeah, I I still think De Bruyne is a big part of this. I, I think I think Haaland needs De Bruyne a little bit too. I think, again, like I said, every time I think of just one player, I can see the solutions. But two or three players, like add a Foden, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I think I've got it. Yeah. Isn't it Edison? Who the hell's their backup keeper? Some random Ortega bloke. That's a good point. Keeper doesn't dust the ball enough for it to for it to matter. Bro, listen, <laughs> it mattered when it, when it was Zach Steffen. <laughs> to be fair, they also they also don't have a right back. I mean, I guess Cancelo moves there, but it is not going to lose in the league. Yeah, I don't think one player is enough. Obviously, one you got to pick Haaland. I think we all agree. Second, I would say has to be De Bruyne. I think we agree on that. Third is maybe up for grabs between like a Bernardo Silva, a Foden. I, I think a Foden they can they can replace. <sighs> oh, oh, Rodri. I think Rodri is a big one for them. I, I know. I, back, mate. Yeah, we're, he's not yeah. been playing recently, hasn't he? Like he's been Gundogan. He's been doing Gundogan is like low key their best player. <laughs> like strangely in this weird like world, he's a, he can do. He's like the CAM when they need him. He's like a right mid when they need him, but he's a, he's a like central, false central nine. Like, false it's ridiculous. Nine. Yeah. He's he's like that little knife that you have in your kitchen that you use for fucking everything. He's their Park Ji Sung. That's that's what he's. <laughs> he's, their, he's much better. <laughs> 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 he's, he's their Ainsley Maitland Niles. Yeah, there we go. Far more appropriate. Um, I don't know that we're going to have time to talk about Forest much, so I'll just ask this question um, as well from Donyaya, who says, who do you think was more surprised about the Cooper contract extension, Cooper or the Forest players? My immediate re- reaction to this was, I'm not sure the Forest players necessarily know who Steve Cooper is. <laughs> not not all of them, at least. <laughs> There's just like so many people milling about in that club that like, you know... You know what's funny? I'm imagining Alex like raising the question like they called in Steve Cooper and they're like, meet me at, my, at the office and in the morning. He gets there thinking he's getting sacked. And they're like, new deal. And he's like, signed it without even looking at it. You know what I think? You know how they you know how they sacked their directors of football or whatever, like yesterday? I think they knew the sacking was coming. So they're like, our last sabotage, our last action piece of sabotage is to extend this guy's contract right before we get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cost a million. <laughs> Just make sure this whole experiment is ex- as expensive as possible. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. Of course, when they asked Cooper about it, he did look bemused. That <laughs> was a given. Yeah, yeah, that was a given. No choice in the matter. Um, Chelsea three, Wolves nil. No. I mean, we kind of spoke about Chelsea. Wait, wait, wait. Earlier, sorry, but... sorry. Are we not? Are we not saying? Are we not talking about Gerard potentially getting the sack soon? I mean, I just don't know what else needs to happen. The Villa fans hate him. Villa are shit. Like, they're really, really bad. They're not getting results. I mean, what else do you need? A candidate to replace him. Fucking anyone, man. Well, like, they don't have... like. Listen, I think we have finally reached the stage in Premier League football where there's no Allardyce, Pardew... There's a Daesh! Like, like, come on, mate. No one's doing that. As much as I wouldn't mind it, we all, everyone wants continental, like, tippy-tappy nonsense that, that even Gerard cannot do, right? So, like, Daesh is done. He's going to Celtic, maybe, or something like that. Like, Daesh <laughs> 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 is done. <laughs> I, would, I would love it if Daesh took over, got a job like this, and started playing brilliant football. 
And like the whole Burnley thing was just using the resources he had at his disposal. Wouldn't that be amazing? Isn't company playing with the resources he had at his disposal? Some flair European <laughs> football? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah, I think it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what what Villa do because I think Villa are one of those teams that because of the way last season ended, I think they also believe that they deserve more than they. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess than they deserve, but like. I feel like they're like, oh, we're one of the, the bigger boys now. This is unacceptable because we're a big team. I think that's going to be slightly their demise as well of like, just kind of make it through the season and then figure out next. But no, I think they're going to make like drastic changes and it's only going to get worse. Yeah, they continued themselves. Um, yeah, Chelsea 3, Wolves no. We, we kind of talk, spoke about Chelsea already. So why don't we look at Lo- Wolves a little bit and just say that Lopetegui is not taking the job. So who else is there? Well, they have a defender called Totti. That's true, actually. Rude, so, really. Yeah, very fun. rude. Honestly, very rude. Like, <laughs> that is unacceptable. Not only is he called Totti, he's called Totti Gomez. He's got two birds with one stone. That's a nice Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, sorry, Alex. You asked us to talk about wolves. What do you expect us to say? So I, who here, else, here who we else are. Manage them is the question. Well, oh, there I, we go. I, I googled this. I googled this right because I was looking okay. at uh, Aston Jaden Jard replacements, and there's a manager whose whose name comes up for both of them, which just shows that there's actually no candidate for it to a bunch of teams. Like once I saw his name, I was like, "There's nobody." There's, There's nobody. No yeah, like, nobody's just, left. No. Uh, maybe let Pardew come back from Bulgaria or whatever, and let's have some fun. I don't know. What's I think once I, I think once uh, Leicester sack Brendan Rodgers, I think a, a lot of people are gonna want to have him. I think mm-hmm. he still has that reputation of being a good manager, at least at the start of his tenure. I think once he's sacked by Leicester this season, which will happen, um, I think teams will approach him. Or, or, so West Ham are turning it around, but again, same thing. If Moyes, Brendan Rodgers, I think the people that are going to take these jobs are not currently available, but they will be available potentially soon. Yeah, that, that may be true. That may be true. Um, one team that did get a new manager, Brighton, uh, lost 1-0 to Spurs. I honestly, I was very surprised that this game went ahead because um, obviously Spurs tragically lost their fitness coach to leukemia in the week. Um, which seemed to all happen very quickly. Um, it seems to be unclear whether, like, how much the club knew about it or not. I don't know. Strange. Um, but I, I am very surprised the game went ahead because it was like three days before. Um, nonetheless, quite impressive that under such circumstances they pulled off this win against Brian, who last week fucking took it to Liverpool. Like they were absolutely brilliant. Um, and Spurs stifled them. Basuma got his first start in a while. Um, they looked pretty bruh, good. In, bruh, in... Obviously, they stifled him. Have you seen the eight other outfield players that Conte put out with Kane and Son? It was disgusting. It was like, it's not who easy to do can defend? Man. Come on, man. It was no, so negative. Not. I was watching this at a friend's house, and despite like everything Alex just said, Brighton at times were just passing through mm-hmm. Tottenham. It was gross. They but had they created so... nothing decent. Like, like they didn't create great shots on goal. But you know that like step before the shot, like they were unbelievable at times. And I thought 
how are you not scoring? Well, you have like, eight I mean, players behind no. the ball. How are you going to create anything? Eight, literal eight defenders behind the ball. Yeah. But this is yeah, what they was, do is they, they, they let you have the ball, but they don't let you have good chances. Yeah, but it, but it's horrendous. Like, who wants to watch this? I don't care if you got three points by 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 a deflected son cross onto Kane's head. Like, this is like we all talked about this. We're all gonna die. You might as well watch your team play good <laughs> football. Like, what's the point for like? It's just it's it's too much. And, and I'm sure Spurs fans are like, okay, this is great. We might like it's good for now. But once that luck slowly runs out and things start to look really dire, I don't think the fans are going to be happy with whatever whatever Conte is doing with this team. It's too it's too like I get I guess sometimes when that's your philosophy or you're playing on the counter attack, you're doing this, that's fine. But those eight players that he put out with Kane is like, no, that's too much. So, By the way, there's yeah. a way to play counter attack football. That's fun. Like mm-hmm. if, if if that's your thing, right? There's a there's a way to make counter attacking football really fun. Spurs make it. I don't know if it's a Conte thing. It was like this under Mourinho in a sense. It's just not fun to watch unless like Kane and Son plus Kulusevski are really having fun. But so, Son yeah. has been rubbish, and Kulusevski is injured, so it's just Kane ricochets again. That's the thing is that we saw last season, especially towards the end of last season, we saw them be far more attractive than this. We saw the fun counterattacking football. We saw them smash teams four, five, six in some cases. Um, but yeah, Son was on form. Kane was on form. Kulusevski was was ripping it apart. As you said, I think Kulusevski is far more important than people realize. Like it was all very fun. Like he has this new talented player. He's super important because. Richarlison, Son, and Kane all want to be on the end of things. I mean, Kane can do the drop deep stuff, but the other guys want to be on the end of things. Without Kulusevski, all three of them are just chance takers as opposed to creators. Um, so, so you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as they're getting lucky and this is unsustainable, or you can look at it as they're picking up the points while not being good. Once these guys hit any kind of form, it's going to look a lot better. There, there are no guys. I, I completely disagree. This is very obviously them scraping points. There are no guys to hit form. Like the eight players that are on the field there, none of them hitting form will change anything attacking wise. No, 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 no. We're talking about Son and Kane. Neither, I mean, Kane is second in the goal scoring charts. He's got eight goals in nine games and he's not even playing well. Son sure. has started the season like an absolute garbage truck. Like, sure, but you, these but are you have to look at forwards in the world, and they're not playing well. Yeah, but you have to look at underlying stats. You have to look at xG. You got to look at like penetration into the box. Mm-hmm. You got to look at like things that can show you long term that things are gonna are on the up and can change. Like the two teams that they played this year, Arsenal ripped them apart. Uh, Chelsea absolutely dominated them, and no idea how they came out away with the point. Again, absolute luck. Like any property, Sporting Lisbon, Marseille. All these teams that just can slightly play football have ripped Spurs apart. This is not sustainable in any form, and I don't think it's going to work out for uh, Spurs or Conte. I don't disagree that it's not sustainable. I, I, I think they will turn it around because Conte typically does. Now, end of the season, he'll leave. <laughs> but I, I don't think, think that's necessarily true at all. I, I think I think they'll turn it around to get some... Like, it, it, I guess the question is, what's the objective for Spurs? Top four. Yeah, top scrape, four scrape top right? four. Like, great. They'll get that. No, probably. I mean, there's a good chance they'll do that. Like, they've lost one game this season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah but, but then, like but then scrape, shit, fine, then, fine. Then, like, scrape top four. Scrape top four to get into the Champions League and do nothing year after year because you have no identity. You have no way of playing against good teams. You have blah, blah, blah. Like, just 
I, look, at the end of the day, I don't, I couldn't care less. They could do whatever the hell they want, but don't tell me this is some masterclass of a way to play to end up in top four. Like, this is not no, it. Fans don't want to watch this week in, week out. Not I don't thing. think anyone is saying it's any kind of masterclass, but it, the thing is that getting into the top four consistently in this Premier League is very difficult. They have one of the world's best managers who, even if the style is not brilliant, but again, like I, I don't think this this level of, of boring is what we can expect long term, but if, if you have that almost guarantee of top four fo- football, you take it. And the other thing that I'd say is that Conte has been very clear that, you know, he said this is a multiple transfer window thing. You're right. There are some there are some very dodgy players on that pitch in that squad still. Like, you still have Ben Davis starting a lot of games. I mean, Longley looks better. You still have Emerson Royale, Matt Doherty. Like, Eric Dyer has been good for a couple of years, but it's still Eric Dyer. Like, there's a lot of players in that squad who you can upgrade on. And so if this it genuinely is a longer-term project, like this isn't the kind of be-all and end-all. This isn't the end of this. this but there still are break. lots of good players because now they've got Richarlison, who we know can play up top if, he, if you need him to, mm-hmm. and can play on the wing and is a good player. Kulusevski, if he's fit, is a good player. Son might be on the de- on the way out in terms of being a good player, but hey, let's let's call but, it what it is. Still a good player. So is Kane. So but is Bernie, Bexler, that's, but, 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 Those are good players still. Yeah, yeah, but Alex is saying, well, this is multiple windows and, and a progression. Fine. On on one end, there's improvements that can happen. On the other end, Kane and Son are not getting any younger, and they're mm-hmm. not going to exist in two seasons. And then what are they going to do? But then I think every then you find is... one more forward, because it's still Richarlison and Kulisevsky, who are still very yeah. good players. I don't see mm-hmm. who Spurs are going to sign that are that are at that level to kind of carry them this way. I just don't see. I mean, I think if Spurs didn't have this master stroke of luck with Kane coming through, it would be a very different story in, in this part of their history, for sure. For sure. I mean, He's like the Premier League top can... scorer of all time. Like, they got... Like, it's not bad they, that they got lucky with him coming through, but I'm just saying the Spurs are not the magnet that's going to attract a Kane at his prime. It's just not going to happen. But, but I think but you can kind of belittle our... anything in that way. I mean, who is? There are not many teams that are that. Like, exactly. Arsenal's not that. So, like, no, no, no. I'm just, what, uh, but that's why I mean they need, they need a system. They need a plan that doesn't work with just a star couple of players up, up top. Like, they need something better than this. So, sign like a, a six-year contract. will be fine. <laughs> I don't disagree, but then it... it Talk to his brother. You, know, you, you, you look at, like, <laughs> Liverpool's peak in the last few years, and without... Salah and Mane, you could say exactly the same thing. Like you can just, you can always apply that caveat. Sure, but then what you what we talked about a team like Liverpool or City is we said, oh, this player is not available, this player is injured, or they play subs in a cup competition, or whatever. You could see them play the exact same way with lesser players, but come up with these results because they have an identity, they have a way of playing. You're telling me you take Kane out of this team and anything is happening for them at all? I don't think that argument applies to Liverpool. I understand where you're going, but it does not apply to Liverpool. They they basically went three years playing the same guys, and when the guys couldn't play, the seasons went to shit. So they had a small squad. They had a small squad, but in actual fact, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. It's it, it's like Alex started this whole thing with the right question: Is this underperforming or overperforming, we'll or is see. it just a level? We'll, we I will, think it's middle yeah. ground right now. I, I don't think it's neither here nor there. I, I kind of agree with that. All right, uh, very quickly, because we are running long today. Uh, Newcastle 5, Brentford 1. All right, a couple of weeks ago, we said Newcastle aren't winning games. Since then, they smashed someone for 4, Brentford for 5. Brentford are looking dodgy, by the way. But uh, Mohamed, you're our Eddie Howe correspondent. He's, he's doing it. 
he's doing it just like I said he would, and he's doing it slowly, and he's doing it with an identity, and he's doing, and you can see how they want to play and what they're trying to do, and it's a lot of fun, and the stadium is buzzing, and there's this nice vibe around Newcastle, even with all this whole like oh Saudi backing blah blah, T people like neutrals are like oh I'm you know. I'm enjoying this this football. I'm I'm liking what they're doing. They're building slow. You know, they're not going and spending 120 million on players. And I think that's the way to do it. And Almiron is now chipping in and you've got um Isaac was a great signing. You've got Trippier who's a great sign. Like I think I enjoy watching them when Newcastle are on against like some random team. I'll I'll tune in. They're they're a good watch. And they've stopped wearing tea towels on their head, I think. Uh, until until the next transfer window, at least. <laughs> I thought that was an important step to get over. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like even the squad player, like Jacob Murphy scored. That's when you know things are going very well for you. I think the story from Newcastle is that Callum Wilson's still the best player that they have, despite everything. He's not Bruno Grimmerich. No, Callum Wilson makes that whole like that guy runs that attack. It's ridiculous. Like, and he doesn't let any any Isaac take anything off him. Like, my God, the, the stones on Callum Wilson. They, they've got some good players, man. Like, Alan Sam Maximum, Bruno. Like, they're playing some good stuff. Wilson, Almiron is chipping in. Trippier. Like, that's there's some good stuff in there. Like, they're they're doing well. And like I said, fun to watch. Willick contributes. Like, it's all coming together for them. They just need to kind of, like, stay on that on that trajectory. And keep including Dan Byrne because it's it's more fun with him involved. Um, with his missing finger, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Bournemouth two, Leicester one. Bournemouth are. Hang on, I have to check this. Eighth. Like since Scotty Parker left, whoever the other bloke O'Neill is doing very well. Well, have you heard the stat? The funny stat is that Liverpool beat them nine, but Bournemouth are above Liverpool. That is very funny, actually. Yeah, how can you be below a team that you beat nine 0 <laughs> That is actually very funny. <laughs> but yeah, Brendan Rodgers, like that's a sackable offense. It's like drawing to Nottingham Forest, it's losing to Bournemouth. That's a sackable offense. Who do Leicester have next? Actually, <laughs> let's see. Leicester Palace. are play. They could lose that game. They, they should lose every game. I mean, the bottom of the table with four points. <laughs> 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 Uh, did, very quickly, does anyone buy James Madison in January? I put him in my yes. fantasy team, and then all of a sudden they lost to Bournemouth two one. So maybe that will. Well. Yeah, I think uh, I James who Madison. Who who needs him? Who need, I mean, I honestly, the problem is Liverpool don't play that way. No, but if they did, that would be a cool signing. Hmm. They won't do it, but someone Spurs will. needs some sort of creativity. Yeah, but again, they don't play that way. Exactly. Yeah. Newcastle, they don't play that way either. But like, they've been linked. I'm not gonna like. Are we gonna suggest that Conte isn't gonna look at him and go, "I can make a wing back out of you"? Like. (laughs) 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 Yeah, not not a a lot of. I was just gonna say, not a lot of teams now play with a number ten, like Arsenal have Odegaard. Mm. Uh, City kind of have De Bruyne, kind of. Um, and then, like, not a lot of other teams really, at top at least, need the number 10 in that mold. And he's not going to play deeper, Madison. So it's like, yeah. you're really limited to the number of teams that want to play this way. True. But I think you'd have a lot of fun in Italy. Who wouldn't? Sorry, Bernie, what was that? James Madison speaking Italian is throwing me for a loop. But um, I was going to say, I think that Newcastle link is a very good show. I can see it. 
Fair enough. Uh, Palace beat Leeds. Oh, sorry, whatever. sorry. I, I oh, just no. have to point out that the Newcastle thing won't work out because him and Trippier would fight over the free kicks. That you is take, true. You, you got to take all these little things into consideration before assigning. Hmm. If you yeah. fight Trippier for a free kick, you're possibly an idiot. <laughs> but James Madison he, is good, bro. They're both very, very good. Yeah. I, At least one's sure. left and one's right. No, they're not. Fair they're enough. both righted, right footed. Isn't Madison left? No, Madison's no, left. No, he's not. Okay, do not challenge me on this. All right. About to, about to go to the tube. Do I not. think of him as a left-footed player. He Maybe, is not yeah. a left-footed. He's not even close to being a left-footed player. All right. Um, West Ham are turning around. They beat Fulham 3-1. Um, Skamaka is scoring. Both Bowen right. is scoring. Really, this just has FPL connotations. I think it might be time to put Bowen in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernie loves the bowen. He just loves the bowen, though. I do, but not enough for FPL because he lets me down every time I put him in and I take him out and then he does something. I just decided (laughs) to just erase him from my mind completely. Fair enough. All right, well, we're an hour and 16 minutes in. We should probably knock it on the head unless anyone's got anything pressing to talk about. Uh, No, just big big, uh, Champions League games tomorrow to cover. And then the big Thursday night football. Is uh, the yeah. big Arsenal versus Bodo Glint in the Arctic Circle? Bodo Cyprus, and baby! Yeah. <laughs> United have the second leg against Om Nom Nom Nom. Big Shaq. The first game against Om Nom 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 showed that Ronaldo didn't have the facilities for this game anymore. <laughs> The worst game he's ever played in his entire life. They were feeding him goals, and the man said no. It was unbelievable. I just needed to get that out of there because it's been bugging me. It was, I don't care what he did against Everton. That was horrible. That and was then horrible. there's uh, Liverpool City on the weekend. Oh, Liverpool. Ugh. Sorry, Brev. It's not looking good. Ugh, 3-0. This How is this is the uh, Van Dyke retirement game. <laughs> If Holland retires, Van Dyke will be the best thing ever. Hang on, very quickly. Van Dyke, if this is it, he's had three good seasons. I know, I know. He's not the best ever defender in the world, boohoo. You're you're in a Jericho's meme? It's good, but it's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) He's the Ronaldinho of center backs. It's all good. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, lads, let's leave it there. We'll uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Van Dyke's death. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I expected. All right, have a good one. Bye. Bye.